This is Monday Morning Meditations number 99 on the Rising Man podcast with Jetty Azuma. And without knowing who he would be or where he would land, the young man marched forward anyway. Welcome back to the Rising Man podcast, or simply welcome if you're here for the first time. My name is Jetty Azuma, and I'm the founder of the Rising Man movement, as well as the host here on the show. Every Monday, I get to share with you some of my own reflections from what life has given me, what men have shared with me, and what I've observed from watching other men do this thing called being a man. I'm so fascinated by the process and the various ways that we as men can experience challenge and hardship. But what I'm most astounded by is how our seemingly different experiences are actually not that unique at all. It's been one of the greatest gifts that I've ever received in my life. And it's my intention and my purpose to bring that medicine here for any man who's willing to receive it. So before we dive into today's Monday morning goodness, some quick notes for you guys. Please head over to risingman.org. Everything that will allow you to take your next step on the Rising Man journey is living over at risingman.org. Whether you want to join our virtual men's fire circles and become a part of your own men's team, or you're interested in going deeper, diving into your purpose and clarifying what it is that you're here to do, your unique gift to the world, joining us on one of our four-day vision fasts, our compass initiations, or anything else that will get you more involved, more committed to the Rising Man movement, you can find it over at risingman.org. Go check it out today, as well as all the links to the content. Everything's living over at the website. So just go give it a visit. Go give it a check today and see what resonates with you. See what jumps out off the page at you. And also, please check out our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash the Rising Man Movement. If you're one of the guys who listens to the Monday Morning Meditations religiously, you may not have known that we also have a video version of our Monday Morning Meditations. And this week, this week is a very special video because it's not just me in the normal format we have for the MMMs. This is a video that my man Rowan and my man Sean produced very special to capture the topic that we have here today. So make sure you go over to the YouTube channel. So give a subscribe, give a like, and give a look at this video so you get a better visual representation of the story that I'm telling today. All right, today's topic is a special one. It's close to my heart. I was able to capture a snapshot of my story, my, of a man on the rise, and how I got to be where I am today. I want to give a special thanks off the top to Rowan and Sean over with Wayfinders Media for helping me capture my story and share it in a way that feels empowering and aligned for me. Big ups to you guys for what came out as an awesome video. If you guys are just listening, go check out the video right now. Go to YouTube, check it out. But today I got to tell my story and really explain a little bit more about the man behind the mission. So today's topic for Monday Morning Meditations is Rising Man Origins, How I Got Here. What does it mean to be a man? The only question worth asking until a boy becomes one. At least that's the way I've come to appreciate boyhood. A 25 to 30 year research experiment into what it means to be a man and how to become one. Boyhood for me felt ordinary. Raised in New York City suburbs, seven miles from downtown Manhattan. Middle class, mixed race family. Athletics and academics were pretty much the only thing I cared about. I didn't know what it meant to be a man. I just knew that I wanted to be one someday. I watched my father, my grandfathers, my uncles, and my friends' dads 
trying to figure out this manhood thing. Starting with my paternal grandfather, Minoru Azuma. He immigrated to the US from Japan when he was two years old. Started a new life here with his mom. He taught me generosity, kindness, and kingliness before I even knew what that was. But he passed away suddenly when I was five years old. Instead, my father became my pinnacle of masculinity and manliness. The embodiment of stoicism and loyalty. I learned from him that being a man meant taking care of your family, honoring commitments, working hard and never complaining or showing emotion. I had plenty of challenges growing up, nearly losing my mom to breast cancer, suffering a serious back injury at age 12. And I know there are many boys out there who experience far greater hardships at a younger age than I did. But what I've come to realize is that it's not the magnitude of what we go through as we grow up, it's how we engage with the challenges. And at 16 years old, I was about to be hit with one that I never saw coming. I was in my first serious relationship when I was 16. I made my girlfriend the center of my world, unknowingly setting myself up for a major breakdown. And one day we had an argument. I can't even remember what it was about. I was infuriated. Quickly I spun into a fit of rage that I'd never experienced before. I was crying and roaring simultaneously. And after literally punching a hole in my wall, I stormed down the stairs of my house. And I'll never forget the look in my parents' eyes. My mom was scared. My dad was clueless. Calm down was all they could muster. But for me, that wasn't enough. The look on my parents' faces said it all. And it left a lasting impression with me that my emotions are not safe, that they hurt the people I love. After that experience, I became afraid of my power. I believed that if I suppressed my anger, my frustration, and my fears, then there was no way I would ever hurt anyone again. Nobody was talking about anger or rage back then. The kids that let their anger out became the bad kids. Was I any different from the bad kids? Last thing I wanted was to become the troubled one. I looked for men to surround myself with who could relate, but had a hard time finding them. It wasn't until I got to college that I finally found the brothers I've been looking for. Phil Gomez and Emiliano Acevedo quickly became my closest bros. Bonded by our idealism and sense of adventure, we set out to become our best selves. I was relieved to have men in my life who I could relate to, who seemed to share the same values and big picture perspective that I did. I wanted to save the planet. I imagined becoming a doctor, graduating and opening free health clinics around the world. But after traveling to several third world countries, having my hopes and dreams shot down by my guidance counselors, I felt defeated. So I did what ordinary youngsters do when they see no way through. I began to numb myself. Tobacco and marijuana were my sedatives of choice. Mixed in with a few fast-burning romances and wild adventures, suddenly, I didn't care about the world so much. With all the access we have nowadays to news, to images, and information about the state of our planet, our climate, and our communities, it's no wonder why boys and girls around the world are taking drugs, having sex, committing suicide and violent crimes at astronomical rates. Perhaps every one of us has to have a low point, a wake-up moment that shakes us from our coherence and rattles our rhythms enough to inspire change. Mine came on the night of my older brother's wedding. After celebrating, I made one last stop on my way home. Sharing a joint with a friend of mine, we were stopped by a plainclothes police officer as we finished our smoke. And just like that, I went from the streets to a holding cell. Needless to say, I was scared. But beyond scared, I was stunned. How did I get here? What choices had I made that landed me in this cell? And what would I do next? How do I even handle being arrested? Have you ever had that moment in your life that seems just too scripted to be real? 
that unexpected twist in the plot worthy of an Academy Award. Being arrested and flushed through the New York City court system was definitely mine. Talk about woke up. I realized that the city was done with me. And frankly, I was done with it. It was time to move on. One way ticket to San Francisco. That was it. No other plans. Just me, my backpack, and my African djembe. Every mile marker on that journey, which lasted four months, has its own story, ripe with lessons and revelations. But one of the most pivotal moments came when I was invited to attend a men's team meeting. You see, I'd been circling up with my brothers back in NYC since the college days, back when we had no idea what we were doing and it was the blind leading the blind. So arriving at a real men's team meeting with seasoned men who lived twice the life that I had left me stunned. I'd never seen men square off with each other, then hug each other in tears a few minutes later. This is a whole new world for me. Simultaneously, I was also introduced to the founders of Condor Clan, a vision fasting community here in Southern California. I'd heard about vision quests and fasting in the wilderness as an initiation previously, but it always seemed like a distant and perhaps ancient practice, one that I never imagined having access to. Yet, here I was. Suddenly and without knowing it, the two greatest medicines of my life were coming together only four months removed from the darkest period of my life. One year prior, I was sitting in that holding cell, wondering where my life was going and how I got there. But now, I was asking myself, how did I get here? What was the magic ingredient? What was the shift that got me back on track? My only explanation was a gut feeling. Something within me was literally and figuratively moving me west. In the Native American traditions, the western gate of the medicine wheel is where a child crosses into adulthood, preparing to step into the responsibilities of taking care of a partner, a family, and a village. I just never thought they were all waiting for me 3,000 miles away from where I was born. I never would have guessed that I'd marry a California queen, raise two little bear cubs in Southern California, and lead men on rites of passage journeys to help them become more clear, confident, and capable leaders for their people. And then, in August of 2017, a five-minute call with Preston Smiles changed my life and cemented my choice to bring traditional rites of passage and men's work together. While serving as a support coach in Man Cave, I had the inspiration to bring the conversation about manhood and masculinity to more men. I decided to start with the question I've been asking myself all along. What does it mean to be a man? I figured that if I was questioning whether or not I was a man, whether or not I was good enough or deserving of love, then surely other men were asking themselves the same thing. And now, two short years later, we are rewriting the culture of manhood and masculinity as I speak. I'm a husband, a father, a mentor, initiation guide. Just a few short decades removed from the boy who survived by hiding in the crowd. The boy who wanted to make a difference in the world, just didn't know how to yet. The young man who fought his way through addiction, emotional dependency, and escapism to create something meaningful, something impactful and fulfilling. What does it mean to be a man? For me, it's answering this question and defining manhood for oneself. Anyone who calls himself a man has the right to choose who and how he will be in this world. Just as in nature, we become stronger with diversity, more balanced, more informed, more colorful. So now that I've answered that question, there's only one thing left to do. All right, you guys, I hope you enjoyed me getting the chance to tell my story. Like I said, it was such a great journey 
for me to revisit the different layers of how I got to be where I am, how I got to be in this seat, how I got to be a champion for the Rising Man mission and the Rising Man movement. So I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Maybe you learned something new about me. Whatever you got from this, please send over some messages. Let me know what you thought about this episode in particular. And for everything Rising Man related, head over to risingman.org. Whether you want to join our virtual men's fire circles or our next compass initiation, go check it out. Everything's over at risingman.org. See what's popping off. Subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to us. Please also subscribe to our YouTube channel where this hot video content's dropping each and every week. Leave us a rating, leave us a review. Help us spread this message by letting everybody know what they will get when they listen to the podcast, when they sign up for the fire circles, when they join a Compass Initiation experience. Go drop that, spread that message, and let the guys know what's waiting for them out there. All right, big shout out to my Rising Man Power team, Sean Offenbach, Mark Rose, Julian Subic, Rowan Tyne, and Ryan Wilcox. My anchors, my pillars, you guys help me hold this up from the ground. I appreciate you and everything, 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 everything you guys do. Until next time, rise up and claim your destiny.